right. I like to imagine that there's an episode of Lost where Rob McElhen is just like off in the distance with Frank he and is. the rum ham. No, no, no. Like there's like a time oh. and like off oh. in the distance. That crossover episode. Yeah. I'm implying that Lost is just off Who, the coast of the coast Jersey, of the Jersey sure. Shore. <laughs> you like not works? swim to Europe. I mean, I'd rather be in Lost than be in New Jersey. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to Rum Ham and Wild Cards. I am Brayden. And this is the ultimate It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. I'm surrounded here by two real-life hosts and one virtual host. Adam, say hi to everyone. Hey, guys. This is Adam coming from virtual space. Yes, he's up in the interwebs. We're not quite sure where he is. He's been sending us cryptic messages, and we've been too lazy to figure it out. I think space ghost coast to coast. I'm like in the ether. We are the worst hostage rescuers ever. Anyways, I'm also here with Donnie. What's up, everybody? And our anonymous co-host, the dish of the day. Spicy Nuggets. Spicy Nuggets. Which we're actually going to get soon. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Mm. Yeah, we're grabbing some spicy nugs after, after this. Spicy Nuggets from Wendy's. Not sponsored. Anyways, like I said, this is the ultimate It's Always Sunny Philadelphia podcast. Rum, ham, and wild cards. We are creating the ultimate fan ranking of it's always sunny in philadelphia together we are talking about every episode in order and we are putting numbers to our argument so by the end of this podcast series we are going to have every single episode on a ranked list it's been interesting so far season one we were a little bit cruel with we've been showing a bit more love to season two Uh, might have something to do with frank being here but we're basically going in the show a little bit deeper talking about what makes it funny specifically, I guess, and uh, just having a good time. So if you're listening to this, we invite you to join the conversation. If you're a jabroni that loves this show as well, the best show of all time, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Pod, and feel free to go to our website, rumham.transistor.fm. You can find all the links to listen to Rumham and Wild Cards, as well as all our social medias. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Yes. So the first half of this show, uh, we're going to summarize the episode we're talking about today. Season two, episode three, Dennis and Dee go on welfare. I'm excited for this one. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about it lightly. And in the second half of the show, we are going to put some numbers to our argument and give this a ranking out of 10 for each of us and do a whole bunch of stupid, awful math that I will worry about. You guys can just sit back and relax and enjoy all the best jokes, characters, quotes, all that good stuff from this episode. But we got more on that later. Let's get to the fun part. Let's talk about season two, episode three, Dennis and D go on welfare. This episode came out July 6th, 2006. Directed by Dan Ateus. Wait, 7606? Yeah. That's a month after 6606, where uh, The Omen came out. Oh, wow. So. Oh, the Devil's Day. Great fun fact there. <laughs> spicy nuggets? Well, I try and be <laughs> spicy, and there's nothing more spicy than Satan. Do you, do you like, come up with these facts, like, well before the episode? Because they're very well thought out. I don't come at all. <laughs> <laughs> This episode, <laughs> this episode <laughs> is written by Rob McElhenney, of course, and uh, they got credit on Charlie and Glenn Howardin uh, helping out writing this episode as well. Let's talk about it. 
Dennis and Dee quit Patty's Pub in defiance of Frank owning uh, basically a majority of the bar, 50%. They apply for unemployment and pursue their dreams. We can do anything we want if we put our minds to it. Well, I guess I could use this time to get my acting career off the ground. And I fully support you. You do? Absolutely. Look, the old Dennis would have said, Dee, your sad little acting ship sailed a decade ago. It's pathetic. But the new Dennis says that it's not my place to kill your pipe dreams. You should go for it. Really? Yes. Kind of, sort of, not really. Charlie gets trusted with Frank's money, and uh, that almost immediately backfires, of course. I'd love to, Charlie. You know, I really would, but we don't have any money. You know, what are we going to do? Oh, I got money. What? Yeah, I got a whole bunch of money, bro. Frank's been hiding all of his money in my account. And why was I not made aware of this before? Uh, it's got something to do with the VIG. What's a VIG? Well, you know how gangsters, they talk about a VIG? Yeah. And it means... Yeah. Oh, a VIG! A VIG. Yeah! Well, you should have a VIG! I should have a VIG, right? And Frank didn't give me one. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. You deserve a VIG. I'm a good guy, right? You're a great guy! Yeah, I'm a great guy! We're all great guys who deserve VIGs. We're good people. Charlie and Mac go on a spending spree. This episode has a lot of crack in it, a lot of mock crying. A lot of inappropriately priced crack is what we found out. Yes, we did our research on the street price of crack. So we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Guys, I think, in my opinion, this is, this is one of the, the first times It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is in full swing as far as the style, the plot, the jokes, the characters, everything in this episode, in my opinion, is the epitome of, of what this show tries to be. What, what do you guys think about that? I think that this episode, you can definitely see them getting more and more comfortable, and, and I guess becoming the show that we, we we know and love they're they're definitely on the way there um this this episode definitely had a lot of the elements that i would agree with to make that point um what do you guys think too i don't know do you guys not like it as much as uh, i did you guys are I, like seeming like really quiet right off I, the bat are you no uh i do like this episode it does end up being one of my favorites so far at least i don't think that it's as good the more i watch it and that kind of sucks because, like, when I first watched it, this was hilarious and every joke was making me laugh. And just the more I see this episode, granted, I've probably watched it four or five times now in the past month or two. But just to me, this is one of those episodes that, for some reason, it just keeps losing its value every time I watch it. But kind that's of not the same with every, yeah. yeah, but it's not the same with every episode. Like, there's some episodes I could watch every day and they don't lose that value. So I'm not sure why that is with this episode. I feel the opposite, but I should point out the bias that this is the first episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia I've ever, I ever watched. My friend showed it to me, didn't know any of these characters, but by the end of it, I had a very strong grasp of all their attitudes and ambitions and goals. To so pick, that's why I feel so strong about it. Yeah, no, and to piggyback on that, I, do, I would classify this as an, this as an episode that I would show somebody for the first time. Like if I was trying to get somebody to understand the show or to like the show, I would use this as an episode. Cause like I said, for me, even the first time I saw it, this might've been a 10 out of a 10. Just like saying it out loud, they take advantage of the welfare system and pretend to have either disabilities or addictions. Shout out to the car zooming off there in the background, disabilities or addictions. And then, and then go and get addicted to crack. Like yeah. what? And not it's only, sunny. yeah, and not only do they take advantage of welfare, but Mac 
and Dennis or Mac and Frank and Charlie also try to take advantage of welfare from a completely different angle and get the workers. I have been doing a little research that will change our lives forever. Turns out there's a little program called Work for Welfare in which businesses hire potential welfare recipients, the government subsidizes their wage, and the IRS affords thousands of dollars in tax relief. Oh, I don't know what you're saying. Is that a question? I don't understand. What's going on? Don't you get it? We hire a couple people, pay them nothing, and get them to do all of our work for us. We just pay them nothing? We pay them nothing! That's incredible. It's incredible! What do you think, Frank? I'm good. Go get us some slaves. So they try to they try to take advantage of welfare from all angles. And yeah, two different all angles. All of them. All of them trying to take advantage That's of That's because the they're just trying to get the VIG. Yeah, everybody yeah. needs what, to have a VIG. What is the VIG, by the way? Y you know... It, it's a vig, you it's know. It's the vig, like gangsters have, have a vig. Yeah, they have, so, oh, exactly. so we got a vig. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say that, like, this episode, as bad as it is at them taking, you know, advantage of the welfare system, this is so not the worst thing that we've seen them do, and it's kind of amazing because this kind of really is like a realistically terrible thing. But from what we've seen of them, like, they've done so much, so much worse. It's hard to like, like, take this episode. Like we're, we're desensitized to, to their evilness, you know? Mm -hmm. This episode to me is, um, I guess I'm at the point in the show where I'm already used to that. And I guess rewatching this episode, I guess I wasn't, it wasn't giving me the laughs that I remember. But this episode is still great. I mean, it's got a lot of meme, like famous meme moments. So, mm -hmm. um, and I was definitely laughing a lot, just not as much as the previous episodes. I'd like to make a, a different kind of argument here that the episode now is more relevant in certain ways. Uh, not necessarily even like in a comedic sense. I'd say this episode is relevant in the way that uh, I feel like a lot of millennials were basically Dennis, uh, Dennis when he finds out how much he was getting on unemployment and they realize they're getting way more. Come on, this is America. We're going to go for it. We're going to work hard. We're going to reach for the stars. We're going to become more successful than our parents. We can shove it in their faces. We can eat shit. Oh, look, we qualified. Really? How much? 400 a week. 400? This morning we made it the bar. I know. Okay, new plan. We're going to go on unemployment. Yeah. That's what it's there for, right? And in the meantime, we will focus and work hard and, and keep our nose to the grindstone. After this whole... COVID pandemic, everyone was being sorely overpaid or underpaid, but mostly it seemed overpaid in my friend groups. How much does it cost to turn a right winger into a socialist? $1,200. $600 a week? $1,200. Eh, it's two different punchlines, but it's the same sad same joke. Same sad conclusion. So I, I wanted to make the argument that this episode is good now. It's gotten better, I should say. In recent times, it's or maybe mean? it's gotten sadder, I guess, in yeah. that case. Then. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's gotten well, too real. You know, I guess if you still think that this episode is relevant today because of the subject matter, then perhaps it hasn't been getting better. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely but 14 not. years later. I don't the know. Fact I'm not it's still relevant. Shouldn't that be a good thing? I mean, maybe yeah. I kind of get what you're both saying. I think that. People, they highlight people taking advantage of unemployment and trying to take advantage of the welfare system and take advantage of it. And whether or not that that's a majority, that's a whole different argument, whether you want to argue it's a good or bad thing, but they're just at least mocking the people that do take advantage of it. Mm. And that is a real world issue, which I do think that they constantly 
do in mm-hmm. Sunniest Touch on real world issues. What's right. trashy if you're what What's trashy if you're poor, but classy if you're rich? Stealing from the government. Cocaine. You're asking a lot of interesting questions here today. Mm. Dish of mm. the day. Yeah. Spicy questions. You might. Spicy <laughs> questions. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know much about um, this system. I don't know how the welfare system works. I don't even know how, how the real economy you works. Are. I don't even know how like the the economy works in general. Like I think we've really, established yeah, I mean, we don't know uh, much about know anything a whole on this much. show. Shit about fuck. But it but it is funny. Like it is funny that um that we have a sitcom who I they essentially can take every aspect of our society and break it down into these ways and for better or worse make people talk about it like we're doing right now. And I mean it should be noted that Dennis and D don't start out with mouse. They don't start out thinking, all right, we're going to ride the unemployment and welfare train. They start out saying, all right, we just need some cash flow and we're going to really do our dreams. Well, and then that quickly becomes walk and talk to just talk. And yeah. that's the funny joke behind the whole thing. It's yeah, like they start, oh, we're going to get our dreams. We're going to Broadway. I'm going to be a veterinarian, even though I hate dogs. And then... Um, the scene flips and they're on the stoop. Yeah, and by but by the time they're yeah. end of it, they're still mumbling yeah. the same things. They're crack. just mumbling as crack at. Also, I don't know if I'm the only one that does this, but when I watch shows, I don't always think of time frames. So normally, mm-hmm. when I would watch this episode, I just kind of think, "Oh, this all happened in a few days." But they had to be on unemployment for multiple weeks. I would assume that's how unemployment works. You get it for multiple months. So you're saying this episode takes place over... Uh, it has to take place over at least months because they went from being on unemployment to going on to welfare. Well, we know they slept a day. All right, let's do some Joe Friday forensics here, okay? <laughs> so we know they slept a day while they were on crack, all right? So that's one day right there. But that's 20, but right there, but that's after they already... had Their welfare. unemployment would have had to have run out by then. And It probably order, took like 24 to 48 hours for Frank's money to process into Charlie's account. And in order for them to spend an incredible amount of money over I was gonna that say, time where it would tick off the... Uh, whatchamacallit, it would tick off the lady at the bank, it had to have been like a week's worth of spending money. Yeah. And also, I think they became so, alcoholics and they... I think they also implied that maybe, not that they legitimately tried to chase their dreams, I don't want to say that, but maybe they were doing stuff behind the scenes that, quote-unquote, they were chasing their dreams, but really it was just them getting drunk, sitting on the stoop, talking about their dreams. So, so once two again, weeks. I, two weeks is what I'm hearing? I think it, ha- I mean, realistically, I think it would have to be longer. I mean, it has to be longer, but I'm not saying it is longer. I'm saying that's unrealistic in that sense. But I do think you have a point that this episode takes place over a longer than normal me- uh, period of time. And the burning yeah. question on everyone's minds is where did Frank get his slaves? <laughs> I, I wanted to bring that up because uh, when, when, when Charlie says uh, slave being a racist term, he goes, don't say slave, it's a racist term. Or I think Max says it or whatever. Um, these terms are somehow just casually thrown in the society. I know Texas is changing master bedroom, but that's like just one example that everyone thinks of. I was working on some stage lights the other day and when you chain them together, master and slave, there's one that's the master and the others that are the slave. And I was thinking Mm. about that because inherently it catches you off guard hearing that. But when you think about it, yeah, one controls the others follow, but why not just call it control and follow at that point? Why master and slave? Why? The first time I ever saw that, it wasn't lighting, it was audio, it was master and slave. I saw it on like an equalizer or something like that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how audio works, but 
I saw it on a piece of equipment, and one one slot said master, and the other slot said slave, and I was like, ooh, kinky. But that's what I'm saying. Why, why can't one just be like the lead or follow L&F instead of m and I don't know. You're the one with an audio engineering degree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, that, oh, not that this, is, myself. this isn't as prime of example as that, but I still think people calling it a master bedroom, like it's the master's bedroom. That's the point of it. Like that's where that name came from. Like So change it? I'm not saying change anything. I'm just saying it's just it's bold of you that, to assume words have actual meaning. Yeah, no, we just <laughs> throw them around. It's 2020. Anyone <laughs> says anything. D's headshots in this episode. D's headshots. It's Caitlin Olson's actual headshot in this episode. You gotta get me some Makes headshots. Sense. Promise when you're yeah that scene where um the dog is eating out of his hand and he's like and D's like promise when you're a veterinarian I'm gonna get some headshots and then uh, Dennis like to the dog get out of here you little shit. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't notice that. Both of them are just so, they want their dreams, but they're so woefully ill-fit for their dreams. Uh, Caitlin, or D's not getting the headshots. Dennis hates dogs. It's all bad. Do they yeah. want their dreams, or do they just want people to see they like they saying want their they dreams? have the dreams. Yeah, yeah, that's the point of it. It's, it. I think that's another thing that they're mocking, people that constantly talk about their dreams and talk about chasing it, but they don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sad. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow. Goddamn. Oh, this quarantine's But also, rough. real quick, since you. you guys mentioned it, I, I didn't catch it ever, even now, that Dennis talks about wanting to be a veterinarian, and then, yeah, the dog needs help and is a hungry stray oh, dog. Like, you just fuck, yeah, he just gets him, he shoes him away, doesn't try to help the dog. Like, he clearly doesn't care about animals. Just this is crack. Yeah. This is gonna be fucked up, but like, can we think about the implications of why Dennis wants to be a veterinarian? We don't I'm gonna talk about a, the implications. I'm gonna take a guess. Uh, yeah. He probably wants to be able to like comfort like a hot patient of his, or uh, not hot, or uh, an owner of one of his patients, so that when like the dog dies, he'll like comfort them and be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I I think that's what he would be as a veterinarian. He'd let these dogs would, die just so he can like comfort system. the girl. Yeah, can you? I don't want to be the that? one to bring it up, but I'm not gonna lie. When you said this is fucked up, why he wants to be a veterinarian, I thought you were about to go down like a bestiality type road. Oh, no. I was kind of scared. No. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. Yeah, that's some no. cricket shit. <laughs> I, I figured he was going with the dentist system on that. No, but, but you that's understand? a very good character study of Dennis. Obviously, we like don't know him this well yet, or we're not supposed yeah. to back in 2006. But knowing what we know about Dennis now, that's that's a pretty good assumption, honestly fan theory because yeah, uh what if an alternate it's always sunny it's probably it easier to get into veterinary alternate. school than it is to get into medical school i don't know maybe maybe that's a You're bold a assumption horse doctor <laughs> it's just a guy with a shotgun how the doctor became a horse is beyond me <laughs> when we come back we are ranking this episode on a scale of one to ten uh, or probably zero to ten if it's like gun fever. Looking at the dish of the day Still over here. Still too cold. Anyways, uh, we're gonna be quantifying our argument a little bit and uh, arguing some more. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I 
don't know if he's that good of an actor. <laughs> no, he's dead too. But Jesus. just imagine, I don't know. Wait, the mayor died? So that'd probably be yeah. very What are you talking about? He was obese and addicted to crack. He, he could have been, been a feature in The Gang Finds a Dead Guy. You're going to have a decrepit corpse instead of Danny DeVito? I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't think that's going to pass what? at all. The <laughs> Welcome back okay. to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking about Season 2, Episode 3, Dennis and D Go on Welfare. Good times. We talked a little bit about the episode before, and now we are actually going to argue it out here and try and change each other's opinions maybe a little bit and see what we actually think of this episode. So, if this is your first time joining us, uh, we uh, have a system here. We are not just speaking about this for no reason. We have reason, and reason will prevail. Reason will prevail! We have five categories that you can give up to 10 points for each category here for a total of 200 points around the table that uh, we'll talk more about later and I'll take care of the math here on our side. You guys just uh, enjoy this conversation here about Season 2, Episode 3. Dennis and D go on welfare, starting out with the story category. All right, let's get right into it. Brayden, uh, I heard you watched uh, Crazy Stupid Love recently. I did watch Crazy Stupid Love. Okay, well, I also recently, for the first time, watched Babel. Have you ever seen that? That's a very good movie. Um, I didn't think it was a very good movie, and I wasn't such a huge fan of the wraparound. I thought the Crazy Stupid Love wraparound was much better than the Babel wraparound. Sure. And it's for that reason I'm giving this a six. (laughs) So because you didn't like the plot of Babel... You're giving what about this the... episode a six out of ten on the plot. Um, and no, in terms of the story, I thought it was, you know, it was a better than some other stories where I've given it four or three in the past. I liked how Frank was kind of doing his own thing, and like when they all left, he still had to be a father figure to the slaves that he had. Um, and but pretty much Charlie and Mac and Dennis and Dee were doing the same thing just separately, like being sorts of irresponsible separately. And there was no wraparound. And so for that, I'll give it a six. I actually like the story on this one. There's definitely the two stories, obviously, the two different angles of them taking advantage of the welfare. And then I think there's almost a third story within that of Frank's money and the VIG. So I think there's almost three stories. And I actually like the entire series of all of them, like the entire plot of it all. And for that, I give it a nine. Well, I thought it was one point above average. And for that, I gave it a six. Hmm. Because on a scale it, from one to ten, five is the average, and six is one point above that. Yeah. Spicy nuggets. Um, for a second, you brought my my score down for story down, and then Donnie, you brought it back up. This is an emotional roller better. coaster. A little bit. I, I I actually think that you said you didn't like that there wasn't a wraparound. There was a wraparound in this episode when they're meeting in the limo, right? You know. Yeah, that's the, story the starts big collision out. between. A plot and, and B plot. That's not that's not what I mean by a rap rap. Oh, that's not what a, you mean. No, what I like mean a big a reveal. A big reveal. A big. Oh, I big reveal. Emma Stone is the daughter, but you think they're talking about oh. the grandma the whole time. You know, you, you could argue said, two you particularly that, separate stories are really connected. You said that in the episode, and I still didn't catch it in the movie. They they were saying Nana, and my stupid self was waiting for an old lady pop up. Are you delusional? Do you suffer from a mental illness? I'm stupid. Real quick, I'm going to talk about the show that this podcast is about. But um, (laughs) how dare you, sir? How dare you? I know. I wouldn't say that this is like a complete wow wraparound entire thing. But I guess you could argue that if there was a wraparound, it would be 
Charlie being nominated the boss after stealing Frank's money. Like yes, I definitely was not expecting yeah. that. That's a couple good reveals. Uh, Frank getting reveal. the money back, as predictable as that is, adds adds a layer of intrigue. I don't know to to Mac and Charlie needing money because you are a follower and you get dick. <laughs> so so what do you give it, Adam? So I'm giving this for my final score a seven point five for the story. Okay. Um, I, I was determining between actually I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back down I'm gonna go down to a seven. I think 7.5 might be a bit too generous. Um, you both make good points. I do like how, at the end, Charlie was definitely made the boss by Frank. I love that reveal. I didn't think about that, Donnie. I didn't um, either until it got brought yeah. up just now. So uh, let's try and get out, a, spicy let's, nuggets. Let's try and get I, Adam back up to a 7.5 here. Wait, hold May on. I? What you're saying is that Frank was social engineering the whole welfare thing the whole time because he started out and he wanted to be the boss, and at the end, he's still the boss. Oh fuck! I'm raising my score to a six point seven. Possible, it's possible. I'm giving this uh, story a ten out of ten. Let's try and get Adams a seven point f- back to a seven point five. Uh, I think this is one of the better sunny plots that we've seen. I think, despite the lack of big reveal or wrap around whatever spicy nuggets wants to call it, <laughs> it is still a solid plot. We see the gang's selfishness tear each other down in an effort to try and raise each other up. We got another case of. Frank mitigating the conflict at the end, which wouldn't happen if Frank wasn't here. And in classic Seinfeld fashion, you have literally one second of a lesson trying to be pumped into the show. And Frank, I think literally tells her to shut up. She tries to get in one, one real lesson for one second about how welfare is a vicious cycle. And Frank wants to take his phone call instead. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. For all these reasons, and maybe a little bit of my bias. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 on the story. Okay, I'll rethink my position. I started at a 7.5, went down to a 7. Donnie brought me back up to a 7.5. I went down to a 7 because I didn't want to be too generous with my points. But, Braden, I think you've, you've marked me up to a 7.5. Yes! Again. You know, honestly, if, if you think that this is one of the best plots so far we've had in it, so, in an It's Always Sunny episode. Yeah, I trust you. I believe you made some good arguments. Uh, Spicy Nuggets did not compare it to you guys. So let's go 7.5. Hell yeah. See, I was I was having you guys going to try and talk me down from the 10, but instead I went the other way around and talked Adam up. So no one has given Braden shit for a 10? Is it because he doesn't normally give 10s? Well, here, let's try I mean, this. I'm not going to argue against this 10 because, like I said, I gave it a 9. I respect what, it. What about this 10? I'm giving the characters a 10 as well. Okay, we could talk about this. Oh, All right, no. let's go. I gave the characters an 8. 10, mm. that's pretty advanced. I was going to say the characters, I might try and talk you down a little bit. Yeah, Dennis and D. Dennis, Dennis isn't and D. that much of a sociopath. I mean, like, sociopath Dennis isn't, like, my favorite favorite version of Dennis like yeah we get like some of the funnier parts of the show from sociopath Dennis but like I think you really see the core of the characters in these episodes mm. conniving selfish uh Dennis mm. and D saying that they have dreams that they want to go accomplish but really like as soon as they get drunk and get their money they have no intention of doing it Frank between all of it, you, you, you see this hierarchy of power between the gang starting to form. Frank having power over Charlie and Mac, and Charlie and Mac in this episode specifically having power over Dennis and D. Obviously, sometimes that all switches around. 
the first time they mentioned Charlie's work in this episode, it's not Charlie work, Charlie's work. It's a 10 out of 10 for the characters. Mm. Well, that's why I gave it an eight because of things like that. I just think that there's, you know, some lackingness uh, in terms of the actual characters um, and what their standards are, the standard, the status quo that we have for Sunny characters, right? So if we're going to give it a zero, that means nobody is acting like how they're supposed to be acting. They're all over the place. And then if we're going to give it a 10, that means everybody fits into their neat little box or chaotic little box in terms of like Charlie and Frank. Um, so since there were some people missing, not fitting into their boxes and trying to, you know, be themselves, which is not at all what we want. Um, I have to give it an eight. So what do you give it 10 out of 10, Adam? All right. I mean, what do you give it out of 10? What do you give it 10 out of 10 too? I'm sorry. What, what a two or a 10? I, for this character subject for this topic, I'm giving it a nine out of 10. You guys said that it kind of, their, their characters, it really shows who they are. But how Brayden pointed out, they do have different versions of themselves. So I guess these weren't the best, my favorite versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like Charlie could definitely be more deranged, I guess you could say, or uh, I guess a shittier person. Not shitty, but I don't know a good way to put that. But I guess also a good point that Spicy Nuggets made is that they're all separate. I think the best versions mm-hmm. of themselves come out when they're all together or they're doing a lot of group things. And I think for that reason, I gave it an eight because they were, they were good and they did show who they were, but they weren't my best versions of them or my favorite versions. Um, I see that. And if I, if I want to address, um, or if I could address spicy nuggets from before, you can, um, thank you. I will do it. I'll do it anyway. But you were talking about people's boxes and fitting into people's boxes and these characters fitting into their own boxes for me, if I were to look at this show with how are these characters compared to what I know of them now, then I'm never going to give a as 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 an objective view or an objective rating as I could. I, w- I kind of want to talk about these characters for what I see right now, for the most part. Um, I'm not giving it a full 10, but I'm not going down to an 8. I really like how... I'm giving it a 9, by the way. I don't... Um, or I like how Mac was really his own person in this episode um he kind of you know took command even though he was kind of um i guess patronized or belittled the entire episode and he didn't even recognize it you know charlie's lifting the pool table a lot but mac can't at all and he's he thinks he finds any other excuse to find out why he can't lift his end of the pool table and that to me is the epitome of max i guess he's not lifting with his back you just have to jerk your back right up he was jerking it um, as for Frank, like he's at his full diabolical evil genius planning right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie, you know, th- there's a point when Charlie was like nodding his head and he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I love that. Are part. you asking I love- a question? Yeah. When Charlie is like that playing his dumb self, that's fun. Um, other than that, you know, um, I'm giving it a nine. I can't give it a full 10, but a nine's good. Um, I'll change my score. Be- I would give it a full 10 if I see, like, a full 10 to me is, like, if all the character, like, if they're all there, but also all the a bunch of other recurring characters are there. That's fair. You know, That's This fair. episode, it was rather isolated between, you know, for the gang, and that's a nine. All right. I'll, 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 I'll really change my score here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it. We're going to go from 10. We go to an 8.5 just because Donnie's comment had me thinking. 
Uh, even though this is like my favorite versions of almost everyone in the gang, I guess Charlie is still not what uh, I want Charlie to to be at a hundred percent here. So because of that, I, th- I think I really can't have it at 10 out of 10. And then Adam's point right there where no real classic side characters in this episode. No side characters at all, actually. So I don't know. I'm thinking 8.5 or a 9. I don't know. What you're saying is that in terms of characters, they're at least um, 10% luck and 20% skill. 15% concentrated. Power, Power of will. Of will. <laughs> And there's at least 5% pleasure and 50% pain. So you're telling me is that it's 100% the reason. To remember the name. I was waiting for I was waiting for literally anyone else to jump in on that. Why are you good at math when it's not useful? When it comes to rap music? (laughs) Because someone else wrote it. So 8.5... Yeah, I'll do an 8.5 out of 10 for the characters. Okay. I know I was really passionate about having that 10 out of 10 there, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, change sometimes when you get new information because that's the healthy mm-hmm. thing to do. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. What about the quotes in this episode, you guys? Hard five. Hard five. Hard five. That's, that's harsh. I know, especially with this episode because I do quote the, did someone get addicted to crack a lot? And I do say welfare store a lot. And I do say... Um, like, in fact, I do, I only ever refer to the social security office as the welfare store. I never, All right, once I'm call not, it the I'm not going to ask office. you to budge much, but you, you very much emphasized the above average having to be a six earlier because it's one point above average. You're right. If I, you have three quotes that you use all the time, it's got to be at least above average. And I understand that the thing is, is quotes for me are. If we were going to do a formula, it's, it has to be um, uh, you should, common usage multiplied by hilarity. And, you know, Welfare Store, I think it's cool because it's like biting, but I just, I don't think it's like funny. You guys are focusing on like that one phrase here. I found at least a dozen good quotes in this episode. At least. I lost track. And I, unlike Adam in, what was it, two episodes ago when he gave a super high thing for the quotes but couldn't name one, I got them no, all out here. I'm not going to take them from you guys if you don't want me to, if you guys want to go for it first. No, if you got a list of them, I mean, let's just... Just like, um, I, I love the, the, are you lifting with your back? I use that way more than I'd like to. Every time I'm helping a friend move, just, just lift it with your back and jerk suddenly. I guess, yeah, now that you say right. that, I do use that every time I help somebody move too. In my defense, I actually named a handful, uh, but Donnie named all the rest that was on my sheet. He did. I, I edited the episode. I realized that, but uh, that's not okay. going to stop me from giving you shit. But it's true. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say, like, like you know, it goes back to the con- to the topic of conversation: is it quality or quantity of quotes? You know, who's to say? That's what we're to say. Apparently. You're to say because yeah. it's because our it's show. Your score. Yeah, it's our podcast. And that's where I come from. <laughs> Upon further reflection, um, I understand how I may have said some things that people wouldn't appreciate, and I I understand now that I'm older um, how in my past I've done things and said things that could be harmful to other people. And in order to make up for that, I'm going to go ahead and raise my score to a 6.48. 6.48. 
I really appreciate your sincere apology. Thank you. It's and good. I can see it come in your in your way. breaded face over there. It's your spicy a, breaded face. It's co- it's co- I, I've co- I think I've come a long way, and together we can all learn something and work towards a better future. I think you need to give one more point on your score just because this is the first time D says later boners. First time uh, she says later boners, and again Charlie work. I don't know if that's a quote, but it's a thing. Uh, D. Uh, when, See, this is what happens when you apologize and try to make up for your mistakes, okay? I don't accept your apology. You give an inch, and all they do is ask for more. They want to take a mile. They say, raise it to a 10. Raise your quotes to a 10. <laughs> I said one more point, not five. Uh, D, on the first time they go p- to pick up crack, she says, This one. It's got to be that guy. Don't say this one. Seems right. Oh, yeah, and then in and that- the next pickup. Thanks for seeing us on such short notice. That's what I do, babe. Two more, please. That guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then the same scene too. When he's like, get settled, and then uh, I'll take the MCATs. And I'll move to New York. Perfect. <laughs> oh my God. Oh Jesus. Oof. Wow, you scared us. Oh, not because you're black. What? No, 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 no. We're not racist. No, God, no. No, it's just that the neighborhood is scary. If you were another ethnicity, you you pop. Yeah, yeah. Really but it's a nice neighborhood. I mean, it's an okay. It's the nature of this. Roll your window down. Just immediately. It's it's just classic. Max saying, "I'm gonna be a veterinarian." And I am going to move to New York, and I'm going to be on Broadway. Mm-hmm. What? It's one o'clock in the afternoon, and you're piss-ass drunk. When they're on the stoop, the the delivery of the crack dealer when they ask how much it is, and he's just like... I'll make you a deal. Two for the price of one. Really? Oh, that sounds good. Oh, that's very nice of you. How much? $200? He's like, how how badly can I rip these people off? I wish we could, I wish any of us knew an actual real life crack dealer so we mm. can ask him or her or them, if they are gender fluid, um, whether they have experienced sort of like well-off white people or inexperienced like richer folk who are trying to purchase crack and they've scanned them out of money. Like, not that only That's people a meme. who are poor. It, yeah. I was going to say, crack. not that, that it even needs to happen with crack, but I think it just happens with weed. any drug in general, yeah. That's a, that's the, a that's meme. A like, meme like, that, the meme of, like, like a like a white ninth grader buying, like, a, $20 a gram of dirt weed for 50 bucks. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, you got different versions of it. Clearly not as extreme as crack, but I, <laughs> I'd imagine that uh, more hard drug dealers i don't know how to how to reference this they probably run into people like dennis and d every now and then well i've never actually had to purchase drugs because i usually just say would you like some spicy nuggets and then it's a yes so we do a spicy bit. nuggets are my drug oh can i uh, give my my value for my quotes no my, my score Fackle. Yeah, <laughs> i'm giving this a seven you know a little bit above average you know I was rewatching the episode, and there's a lot of great quotes, a lot of things that are now famous memes, um, in my opinion. A lot of parts um, from the show, from this episode, where I'm like, oh, I remember that. Oh, that's so funny. Great line. Some really great lines, but I guess rewatching it, I just wasn't laughing as hard, maybe because I know them so much. I don't know exactly why. Um, I gave it a seven. I think, I think I'm going to stick with that seven. You know, there's a few one I like when. I love it. Why can you not 
not lift your rent. I don't know, dude. Let me figure out what's your, what is happening. Are, are you lifting with your back? Of course I'm lifting with my back, Charlie. Okay, but I think your end is just lighter because no. the balls have rolled down to this end. No, you gotta snap your back up and, and lift back. I'm jerking my back up. What do you hey, want hey, from me? What's the ruckus? Welfare store. Charlie says, Yeah, my associate and I, we're just out on the floor and we're looking for like a suitable candidate. But the problem is it's really tough to tell just by eyeballing these people. So we're wondering, it, like, do you have like a Facebook or anything that we can go over like their physical stats and like some kind of numbers like Excuse weight, me? power? You know, sometimes just expedite the whole process. You know, kind of it it doesn't way. work that way. Just what a little bit of crack. Yeah. Um, you know, all these things. Oh, did somebody get addicted to crack? These are all great lines, but... I'm giving it a seven, just a little bit a bit above average because they didn't make me laugh. I think the saturation um, of that line has made it terribly unfunny. Which like, one? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Did you get addicted to crack? Did somebody get addicted to crack? Oh, 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 oh I sweat uncontrolled. I can't get somebody to have this. I just ran outside your bed. By you, spicy nuggets. become a meme and it's like all over the place. And like thinking back on it, like, oh, I I was groaning about it too, but when you realize that Dennis and Dee the entire episode are mock crying them, and then at the very end, right, the tables that, are turned. Wrap around. There's that wrap around. Emma Stone is really not the, Emma Stone level. Is really but, the granddaughter. Uh, yeah, all the quotes you guys mentioned, and then a couple others that I thought were funny when they also mentioned. We That's like reverse affirmative action, dude. You don't want to do that. You could cheat yourself out of a good slave here, man. Well, how do you know he's not going to be a good slave? Come, come on. And they're just, yes. they kind of just look at everybody in the is there welfare. A Facebook? The welfare. Yeah, the welfare. So I was about to say, that's a quote that I use that maybe isn't as funny to everybody, but anytime I see like a giant book, I'm just like, that's big. The Facebook? No. Rules and regulations. The Facebook? <laughs> like, no one understands it, obviously, unless you've seen the show, but. The line that favorite. made me fall in love with this show is Dennis walking up to the welfare counter. With D wearing that freaking pink helmet backwards. And he says, Hi, um, I'm a recovering crackhead. This is my retarded sister that I take care of. I'd like some welfare, please. As soon as I heard that line, yeah. I was like, This show is like nothing I've seen before. Yeah, and then even the like two minutes later, I'm not even, he's just like, Can't you see how retarded she is? <laughs> Dude, that whole scene. I'm, I'm gonna go up to a seven point five. <laughs> ten out of ten. I give it an eight. An eight. Last last chance here, spicy nuggets. I changed it to a six point four eight. All right. Okay. Six point four eight. We got an extra <laughs> point. We'll take what we can and get. Point four eight. After. Oh, you got an actual one point four eight. Yeah. The one point four eight. Were five. I mean, a full point. We're talking about quotes, or are we talking about humor here? Quotes. 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 They got a one point four eight out of me. <laughs> But when you combine the quotes and the characters and the story and all the jokes and good stuff, you got the overall humor of this episode. Seven. Seven? And now I know what you at home are thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, spicy nuggets. If you gave a .7 for story and you gave a a a 1.48 extra for quotes, why isn't your humor raised by the same amount? And the answer to that is, is I think that uh, it's none of your fucking business. I was going to say, I think the better answer is, is there's no way for you to figure out that equivalent. No, like yeah, conversion. no, it's, it's not possible. Yeah. I would literally, that would take years. That's long math. That would take years of work and, and study. I'm just going to cut right to it. I'm giving another 10 out of 10 on this category. Wow. I mean, it's hard for me to argue. I don't necessarily think that it's a 10, but I gave it a nine because I do think it was constantly funny. I don't think it had me 
in tears the entire time. I do think there are it's always sunny episodes that have me like that. But just, just like take away the filter in your brain that tells you you've seen this episode at least two dozen times before. Take away that that preconceived notion you have and, and yeah. just really think about how funny it is. Cause like I, I really thought I was being biased, but when I take away the bias in my head, I'm thinking about it. I really have a hard time taking away any points on this episode. I think the overall humor is great. Everything at the the welfare store, uh, eyeing up everyone in the waiting room. There's just too much to love in this episode. I think it's almost impossible for me to keep track of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's nonstop for me to give it a ten on the humor. I think I would have to at least have all nines or tens and the characters and, and to get the rest 10, of the categories. So for you, it might make sense in this situation, but for me to bump it up to say it's a 10 overall humor in my quotes and the characters and they're, they're just not quite there yet. I think that ultimately adds to the humor that I want to get it to that 10. And to get a 10, there has to be a point in the episode where someone says or does something and your response is so huge and powerful in terms of, laughing or finding it funny that after you're done going on your um, insane laughing spree, you come out essentially a different person. Like there is something different about you after having laughed that hard. You lost all the calories. You're lighter. That was beautiful. Thanks. I'm not changing my score, but that was beautiful. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I might change it here. Let's see what Adam has to say. So um, initially I gave it a six and I felt kind of um, vindicated. Because Vic, Vic, Vic decayed. I felt because because spicy nuggets. You gave it a seven. I was like, that's a bit lower than than what Braden gave. Um, but Braden and Donnie, I mean, you managed to to boost me up a little bit. Um, Braden, you were talking about rem- remove those filters, and I'm doing my best. I did remove the filters of 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 the memes that I know and love from this episode, and I was watching the episode again last night. I mean, I wasn't laughing as much as like I've seen the previous episodes, as as much as I have been in the previous episodes, and I just have to go with my heart, as Spicy Nuggets famously says. I am going with my heart here. I never once said that. Six point five. You have not as Spicy Nuggets as a different dish of the day. Well, then maybe that dish said that. <laughs> we get a new dish every time. You were like, time. I want to go with my heart. I just want to dance. I just want to dance. Um, we can pull the six, clip up. I'm lazy, so we won't, but uh, we'll pull the clip up. 6.5? Yeah. Cool. It was. It just didn't make me keel over laughing. I chuckled a bunch. No, I mean, it's, it. It, it's fair because we've felt that way about episodes that you have felt have uh, been more humorous. Yeah. After hearing your guys' arguments, I think I'll change this 10 to a 9.5, which is not going to do much to the overall score at the end of this, but looking back on it, I did change the character's score. So I feel like maybe it's only fair. I take away a little bit on the overall humor. If this, this episode is not as uh, foolproof or as perfect as I think it is. It's but like you the know Titanic. what is going to change the overall score? The wild card. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! Slowly taking over Braden's job. One day, I'll just be him. All right, I'm going to start it out, and this one isn't going to change. 10 out of 10 on the wild card. I counted every time they said Vig. The Vig? Yeah, man. Like, you know, what's, what's the Vig on this action here? Do you even know what Vig means? 12 times, so we're going to cap it at 10. 
I gave it a seven, five for every unpaid hooker, and then I threw in two extra for Wallace and Hector. Is there a problem? No. Oh, not a problem no here. Problem. Yeah. I'm calling Hector. No, 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 no. don't call Hector. I'm uh, calling Wallace. Hector. We shouldn't be calling Hector or Wallace or any other large pimp. No. I gave this a two for the wild card. Um, one for each slave that Frank had uh, in the bar working for him. And I forget their names because they're slaves. Oh, wow. I'm nerfing it a little bit. So this is probably <laughs> going to be your least like it. Like I think this will be, yeah. Hell hath frozen over. Mine's going to be a complete wild card because it has nothing to do with It's Always Sunny, but it does have something to do with our show. I'm giving it a seven for the number of orders of spicy chicken nuggets I'm about to order after this. Mm, baby. <laughs> I would like to point out whether it matters or not, that I'm the only one that didn't change any of my scores this episode. He will not be moved. I will not be moved. Reason Braden. did not prevail. You got to respect the plight, bro. That's another quote we didn't even talk about. Because we understand the plight of the worker. The plight. Respect. Respect the plight. I'm getting so many nuggets. I'm I not even kidding. I fucking hope we get there and they're like, nah, we stopped having spicy nuggets. About we'll go to the though. next closest Wendy's we'll and we'll keep progressing <laughs> until we find God spicy damn nuggets. it. But not she. She'd be like, "Do you know who I am, Spicy Nuggets?" I and am wait two Spicy weeks Nuggets. To show them the episode. <laughs> wait two weeks till the episode's released. Oh, Send an angry email Just to the manager. Take this card. Two weeks from now, <laughs> check this link. <laughs> Your mind is—you're gonna, gonna feel so bad. Stupid ass. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about where this lands on the lists of lists. If this is your first time joining us, the lists of lists is our ultimate ranking of all the episodes. So far, we have season one and a few entries from season two on there. If you'd like to check out the list of lists, go to reddit.com r slash always sunny pod. There you can find some more discussion about it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You can find the list of lists so you can see where we've ranked every episode so far including this one. So that's on our subreddit, our Always Sunny Pod. I liked this episode the most. 9.6 out of 10. I was going into it with the intention of giving a 10 out of 10 for this episode because it's one of my favorites, like I said, a little biased. But a 9.6, by far, my favorite episode. What about you, Donnie? Uh, I gave it an 8.2 which is my second favorite episode. I think they have a little ways to go to get that full 10 out of 10 and even to get a 9 out of me. I gave it a 7.036, but the boss man says that the .036 doesn't count, so I guess that has to just be a 7. Decibel points give me migraines. Now I'm going to get .036 tattooed to my shoulder. Wait, shit, never mind. My forehead, so you'll always (laughs) see it. Adam. For myself, I gave this a total of 6.5. Not my favorite episode, but also not my least favorite episode. Yeah, this this looked like it was going to be your least favorite one for a second there. For a second. That's a bit higher um, than I thought you were going to give. You guys you guys definitely, you know, convinced me to move some scores. Um I I know this episode like is is iconic and it's great, but it just didn't do it for me when I was rewatching it, and I it, it made me reflect on why I really loved it. Was it because of the memes? Was it really because it was it was hilariously funny to me? I don't know, but six point five will tell you. So, despite Adam's low score, this is our favorite episode. This is an average seven point nine, which is one click higher than Charlie gets crippled. We gave Charlie gets crippled a seven point eight. Dennis and D go on welfare gets a 7.9. 
But the moment of truth, do we agree with the fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. IMDb gives this episode 9.1 out of 10. Oh, how shocking. Favorite you episode. You were closest, Braden. Favorite episode from uh, IMDb so far. This is one of the rare cases where I think I've liked an episode more than IMDb has. So I'm pretty proud of myself on this one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Av- you another know, average one? I think IMDb is trash. I mean, besides that, I think when this first came out, I think it could be a nine. And like I said, I still would show this as a first episode to somebody. And I gave it an eight point two, so I mean it wasn't far off. But I still think they have a little ways to go as a whole do you and think, a whole gang. Do you to think make that discrepancy nine. that you had is actually better? Because maybe when you first saw it, you were just caught up in the hilarity and you didn't realize that, oh shit, there are some real things, real important things missing about this episode. Um, yeah, and that's why I don't try and change my scores from what I feel now. Because I think, like you said, yeah, there's definitely bias towards it being your first time watching it and you laugh at certain things more than others. I don't think it should take away from the quality of the jokes themselves. Yeah, I think the overall humor, that that might be true. So what you're saying is that all people are biased, and sometimes it's in opposite directions? Bet you guys didn't expect a philosophy class on Mm. this podcast. I guess we're going to go, I'm going to take that even a step deeper and say, yeah, you should acknowledge your biases and don't let them control you. That's the stupidest (laughs) thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Almost as stupid as IMDb, which I would love to stop using as a fan reference. So if you made it all the way through the episode, first of all, thank you for listening. We'd love to have you in the wildcard crew. So join us on Twitter and Instagram at always sunny pod. You can also follow our subreddit, our always sunny pod. And you can subscribe and listen to more episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. While you're checking us out on Apple Podcasts, please throw us a five-star review. Drop your favorite Sunny reference. Uh, shoot us a DM on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, we'll uh, have you be a listener of the week. We don't got any shout-outs for this episode. But like I said, hit us up on our Always Sunny Pod, at Always Sunny Pod, and our website rumham.transistor.fm where you can find all the links for everything ever of all time in all of history rumham.transistor.fm thank you guys so much for listening and we will be back in another couple weeks for season 2 episode 4 Mac Bangs Dennis's Mom good night New York bye Rumham and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Plegenkuhl. Donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by Braden Plegenkuhl, Donnie Crunkleton, Adam Rothbart, and the Dish of the Day.